0: Before you even set any boundaries to get clear on what is important for you, where do your values lie, that clarity can help you determine, okay, this matters and needs a boundary, or this really doesn't matter to me and I can let this one go.
1: In the Blend is a podcast series that helps parents navigate life within a blended family. Join me as I speak with experts and guests to get practical advice on how to have a harmonious blended family life. This series dives deep into the unique dynamics, logistics and challenges of raising a blended family. From new partners to juggling mixed finances, we will help guide you through it. Welcome back to In the Blend. I'm your host, Laura Jenkins, and today's episode is a journey into the world of mindful stepmotherhood. We've got a fantastic guest on board, Meg Burton Tudman, who is on a mission to help stepmums overcome burnout, make powerful mindset shifts and incorporate holistic wellness into their daily lives. In today's chat, Meg provides a roadmap to not only navigate the challenges like burnout and stress, but help you embrace them with resilience. What I loved about our chat is that her tips are very practical and they can very easily be incorporated into your daily life. Before we dive into today's chat, I have a quick request. If you've been enjoying the content on In The Blend, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, consider leaving a rating and review. This ensures that we can continue to provide you with meaningful content and can reach even more people like you. Thank you so much for your support. All right, now let's get started with the show. Well, welcome, Meg. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Meg, to start us off, can you share a little bit about your background as a holistic health coach and how you became passionate about helping women and uh, in particular stepmoms thrive?
0: Absolutely. Hi, Laura. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited for our conversation. We chatted a little bit offline before we hit record and you and I are similar in that our backgrounds are in marketing Um and I left that world because I felt like something was missing from my professional life and really wanted to create an opportunity where I felt like I was having a, a really positive impact and making a difference. And had a friend who was coaching, I at the time didn't even know that that was a thing. Um, and she said, you know, Meg, if you go through this training program, you're really going to have to dive into all of your own stuff and, you know, start to heal and process everything that's happened for you. And as soon as she said that, I was like, where do I sign up? I'm in. That sounds so fantastic. Um, And so I dove into the work and I love approaching coaching from a holistic standpoint, as you mentioned, because I think in particular, mindset and energy work is so powerful and are things that we can tap into throughout every day. So there are there are skills that we can learn, there are practices that we can cultivate. And they seem to have um like a, a lot of bang for their buck, so to speak, so that we really can start to take control of how we relate and respond to the world around us. And I've always had a really special place in my heart for women and have always been a champion of women and the opportunity to to partner with them and support them in this way is is such a gift to me. So that's been been really nice. Oh fabulous. Oh it sounds like we've got a lot in common
1: you and I Meg. <laughs> similar background and um <laughs> and yeah I've, I've also been led to this podcast through a similar urge around h- helping people and and sharing some of the insights that have been uh really helpful that I've uncovered along the way. So Meg, you're not a stepmom yourself, but you you mentioned you've worked with stepmoms as part of your career. And I know you've also been an author in Stepmom Magazine, which is published out of the US as well. So um, yeah, really, really interesting to see that you've specialized in the space. There yeah,
0: I, I'm so grateful to be part of that community. It is such a supportive and positive and I just like rooted in professional advice. I think there's a lot out there that is, you know, maybe just experiential, which for sure can be helpful. Um, but I love the the diversity of the authors for Stepmom Magazine. And I think that creates a really unique platform to provide support for the stepmom community. Um, so it's, it's a joy to be part of that community. And as I was saying to you, uh, again, before we hit record, I really quickly realized that this group of women um, who who sometimes like find themselves uh, almost like accidentally right. It's it's often not something that you plan for in this situation, and they have so much to offer, and they have such a gift to give. And often there are so many hurdles to them being able to show up authentically and fully, and actually give those gifts that this is this is like the perfect place for mindset and energy to come together so that again they can take their power back and they can really create a reality that helps them to thrive because we all deserve that and you know this group in particular i think is is really worthy of that i love it
1: well we haven't focused an episode on mindfulness or or uh, any strategies like this to date so yeah. very interested in hearing some of your tips and tricks let, sure. Let's start with burnout and I know this mm. is something that I have experienced. Um I've likely more experienced overwhelm than burnout, I think, yeah. but but what are some of the signs of burnout and how can stepmoms differentiate burnout
0: from everyday stress? Oh, I love that question. I think that's really important and you know it may be a combination of both, right? And I love that you mentioned overwhelm too, because I think burnout, stress, and overwhelm often tend to show up together, right? We experience them you know, it's like kind of a trifecta in in not such a good way. Um, I think for burnout in particular, some things to be mindful or to be aware of would be a feeling of complete exhaustion. So not just once in a while, but like ongoing, you know, to your core, you feel completely exhausted. Also feeling um a lot of cynicism that maybe isn't you at your core. So finding that like you're, you're tending towards outbursts or feeling cynical about things. And again, that's not you Um, and that's going to be a different spectrum for each of us. Right? So your burnout might look completely different than somebody else's burnout and that's okay. It's okay if, you know, the degree to which you experience these things is different. Um, I think also some things to be mindful of, certainly feelings of depression, feelings of detachment, feeling like um, a a sense of hopelessness or that, you know, you just like can't get through this, can't get motivated to, to continue on in this way. And also from a physical standpoint, things like headaches and stomach aches. And again, that's something that, you know, unfortunately, we all are probably going to experience. So I the I think the thing to be mindful of is the duration that you're experiencing these things for and also the severity and, and how does that compare to you know, what maybe your baseline is, what your quote unquote normal used to be and, and is there a vast difference? And again, there's going to be a spectrum here. So how it looks for one of us may be vastly different than how it looks for another one of us. And so I always say that you know your body, your mind, your heart the best and so you know take that that power and give yourself that grace and that ability to say this isn't right this isn't me right at my core this isn't me and so recognizing you know when things seem to be lasting for, again, a significant duration or the intensity of them is really significant. Got to Being it. mindful of that.
1: I know in my own personal experience, I, I haven't had any of those physical symptoms that you've described, but yeah. what has surfaced for me quite often is that feeling of being the hamster on the wheel. Oh, yes. And you feel it's just another another day, more of the same, and there might be ex, mm-hmm. ex-wife issues, there might be step kids and children to navigate there's a busy corporate job to navigate yes. and you're just going through the motions trying to get through all the things that need to take place
0: yeah it's like you're not really living right i i think that that way to describe it you're just going through the motions you're not living your life you're just you know showing up doing what needs to be done but not getting any joy out of it and that's a little bit separate from burnout, but for sure, that's an indication that something isn't right. Yeah. Um, and isn't, you know, s- certainly as we, as we would like it to be.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how do you then approach mind, mindset shifts in your coaching practice that might help stepmoms who are in that place of burnout, as you've described, move yeah. into a place of thriving and Yes. happiness? Yeah. I
0: think, I would love that for everybody listening from my heart to yours. And it's possible for sure. It's not always easy, um, but I do think there is a simplicity to it. Um, So first is, is actually acknowledging, you know, how you're feeling, what's happening for you. You know, is it burnout? Are you on the hamster wheel? You know, are you overwhelmed? Are you stressed? Are you something completely different? So starting to notice how do you feel and what's contributing to those feelings and then looking at that situation and trying to assess where your power lies you know to be sure we're not going to be able to control you know an ex-wife or you know anybody in the situation right we don't have that that authority that ability but we can control how we relate and how we respond and that's that's so simply said. And yet I think it's one of the most challenging things for us to do, especially in situations that are so complex and so nuanced and situations where, you know, you may be dealing with other people who are really, really difficult <laughs> to put it, you know, kindly, right? Who just are, you know, are not on the same page and who are not willing to work together. And so trying to again, give thought to where does my power lie? How can I respond to this in a way that is helpful for me? So looking at it, you know, through the lens of, my knee jerk reaction might be, you know, to get angry and yell back if, if someone is yelling at me and, you know, thinking about, well, is that really me, you know, is me being angry at my core who I am? Is there another way I can respond to this? Um, you know, what are the boundaries that I can honor, which is, especially for women, I think can be such a difficult thing for us to figure out like what? even are our boundaries, right? And and then how do we honor them? Um, but looking at what can I do here that's going to align with what matters to me. So getting clear on what are my values, what are my priorities, and how can I then actually take action and create beliefs and engage with the thoughts that are right in line with what my priorities and my values are. And that's something you can do with your partner for sure. So that, you know, you two are on the same team and can be a more united front. Um, But also, you know, there, there is an element of, personalization to that so being sure that you're honoring again what really matters to you and is important to you.
1: Boundaries is an interesting one and we've we've had a whole episode on the theme of boundaries in the past and I, but I feel like <laughs> we've only scratched the surface as well because it's such mm-hmm. a big important topic for stepmoms.
0: It is so big and and can be again so difficult. It, what I found most helpful especially from a mindset standpoint is again to get clear before you even set any boundaries to get clear on what is important for you. What matters to you? Where do your values lie? Because then that clarity can help you determine, okay, this matters and needs a boundary, or this really doesn't matter to me. And I can let this one go, or you know, my boundary for this is going to be non negotiable or my boundary for this could involve a compromise with the other person or the other people so that that clarity up front from a value standpoint i find so helpful and and helps us to determine like what's worth my time and my energy because it isn't all worth our time and our energy i think it's easy to get caught up and feel like it all needs our time and our attention and our energy if we can take a step back and get clear again on on what matters to us then we're uh, we've got a a little bit more power to say I can let that go, which is a, a really hard thing to do. I, I will be the first one to say when somebody says, oh, just let it go. I, I my shoulders <laughs> creep up and I can I get a little a little miffed right from the beginning. Um but I think again, you know, that clarity can be really helpful there.
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice. Just getting getting that crystal clear focus on what is truly important to you. And then what you're saying is that makes it super easy then to determine what should your boundaries be and where do they matter in your life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about stress because Mm. I know stress is not the same as burnout, which we've talked about, but also a very common challenge for stepmums. And Mm. this can tie in a little bit to that hamster on the wheel feeling, but, um, I know in my my personal experience, I can tend to feel stressed if there's uh, an event coming up where there might be a, a little bit of tension because mm-hmm. it's, say, a family um, occasion and, and I know that the ex-partner is going to be there and there's just been a blow up about something a few days ago. So I feel like it, it might be a little bit icy or I feel stressed if uh, we get a message to say that uh, the school hat has been left out of the belongings which were handed over on changeover day and right. and we need to drop everything and, and race it over so that it's, it's there in time um, for school the next day. Those sorts of things can be triggers for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what stress management techniques or practices do you recommend for helping to maintain a positive mindset when these things crop up uh, as they naturally do that can They naturally
0: do and and it's not it can feel as if the world and everyone in it is totally against you right it just feels like everything is coming at you and and again to the hamster wheel analogy (laughs) it's like oh my goodness this is happening again um i think one of the most simple and you can do it anywhere and it still kind of blows my mind that it works as well as it does, um, is breath work. So taking a deep cleansing breath, um, you can even, like, you can keep it really simple and just take the biggest inhale through your nose that you can and then sigh out your mouth after. That will shift things for sure, from an emotional standpoint, a mental standpoint, and a physical standpoint. You can get a little fancier, with that and, and do, you know, a, a, more formal breath work practice. Um, and there are some great, you know, meditation apps and resources out there that can guide you through breath work. That's something that I work really closely with my clients on. So there are, you know, things like, um, the box breathing. So imagining a box or a square. And as you inhale, follow the, the side of the square from bottom to top, then hold your breath, follow the square across the top, exhale, follow the square from top to bottom, and then hold the breath again, follow from... Um, the bottom of that line over to where you began. So you're kind of drawing a square in your mind and letting the breath, the pause, the breath, the pause, follow that. And you can count that. So it might be like an inhale for three or four, a hold for the same amount, an exhale for the same amount, and a hold for the same amount. Um, those, 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 uh, those opportunities to, reconnect with yourself to ground yourself to let yourself pause essentially is what's happening can be so helpful so that those common kind of knee-jerk reactions aren't there and we're actually able to respond instead of react, which is so empowering because then we're actually making a choice. Okay. What is it that, you know, needs to be done? I've got to drop something off at school or I have to be in an event, you know, that might be a little bit icy. And so, you know, getting yourself in a calm state before you take that next step can be really, really helpful. So again, simple deep breath or something more formal like a box breathing or square breathing can be really helpful for that. And it, I would encourage everybody listening to try it because for me, at least in the beginning, I thought I'm breathing all day long. Like there's no way that this is going to be helpful. There's no way that this is going to make a difference. And so I really needed to experience it first before I bought into it. So if, if you're like me and are kind of you know, feeling some resistance to that, give it a go and see see how that works for you. Um, but I think breath work is a big one Self-care in general, I think, is is so important for everything that we're talking about today. And I look at self-care as not necessarily you know, a bubble bath or like a glass of wine and a piece of chocolate, but instead as a series of choices and decisions that you're making all day long that honor your highest your best self or that honor the alignment of your mind your body and your soul so looking at things like how are you talking to yourself and what are you saying about yourself you know we hear the narrative in our mind more than we hear anybody else's voice so is that a voice that is kind and compassionate and supportive or is that a voice that is you know tearing you down and criticizing you and judging you and starting to become aware of how that impacts things. Um, also looking at, you know, again, boundaries. That's a form of self-care. Honoring honoring boundaries as a form of self-care. So going a little bit deeper than maybe those traditional um like physical practices and and seeing if that is helpful too from a stress standpoint.
1: Yeah, so you don't necessarily need to be booking in for that weekly massage or mani pedi mm-hmm. and or spending exactly. money. they are things that you can be doing just day to day. I right. think for me, exercise is really oh, yes. is a form of self care that's related to that stress management, isn't it? And absolutely. If I, I again. Uh, something that can can cause stress is if I look in my calendar and think, oh, no, when am I going to fit in time to move my body today? And something that's worked for me in particular since working from home is not taking all of my my calls during the day on Zoom. And if it's, say, a a one-on-one with my team member I'll go for a walk around the block and I'll take that call on the phone instead. And just getting creative about where you can find those moments for incidental movement and even that yes. short walk around the block during a 30 minute call can make you feel so much better.
0: I think that's brilliant. And I think that, you know, our busy lives and especially the busy lives of stepmoms where there is there's so much expected of you right and it's such a unique situation that it it requires us to get a little bit creative and it requires us maybe to do things differently than we did them in the past and i also would encourage everybody listening to not discount those like shorter durations so you know a, br- a breath, right? Or a walk around the block can be so helpful. So, if you don't have, you know, big expanses of time that you can block off in your day for things like self care, whether it's exercise or something else, looking at it instead, okay, could I do like five or 15 minute increments? And how does that support me throughout the day? Does that work for me? Yeah. Yeah. That's it.
1: Something's better than nothing, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about resilience because oh, yeah. in my experience, resilience is something that you really need to build as a step-parent and mm-hmm. it can be crucial in helping you navigate some of the complexities that arise. Yeah. So, in your view, how can stepmoms build and strengthen their resilience, both mentally yeah, I, and,
0: and also physically too. And physically too, right? Yeah. I love that this came right after our conversation about self-care, because I think those two go hand in hand. I think the more that you can care for yourself, and again, it's it's not the massage or the mani-pedi. Those are great and they're helpful in different ways. But you know, really digging into how can I support and care for myself? That's going to help build resilience because then you're not, I'm not crazy about this expression, but it does work. You're not pouring from an empty cup, right? Like what can you do to care for yourself so that when you are tasked with or responsible for caring for others, you actually have something to give, and and you can give and receive in a way that is beneficial for everybody, you and and the kids, and your partner, and everybody else involved. Um, I also think, from an, a resilience standpoint, is learning from the past, and and that goes back to that hamster wheel. So if you feel like you're on that wheel, please know that you're not alone. You know that that happens so often, and if you can recognize that. Please celebrate that because that's huge. Being able to recognize this keeps happening for me or like this situation keeps coming up or I keep having this feeling on repeat. um, That is so helpful to then make a different choice. All right. So, you know, the ex-partner, the, you know, the, the kids, um, Mom is behaving in a way that is super triggering and she does it all the time. It feels like it's on repeat. So she likely isn't going to change. She might, but it's it's out of, you know, our control, right? So if that keeps happening on repeat what can you learn from that? You know, what are your other options? What are the other opportunities? How else could you relate and respond to her behavior? And is there a way for you to respond that is better for you and for everybody else involved? Um, I think, you know, like that's the idea is to continue to learn and to continue to try to set yourself up in a way through action, through thought, through belief that is aligned and is helpful for you so that you can thrive. Um, and looking at the past, not through the lens of judgment and criticism, which can be so easy for us to do, right? It's so easy to sit there and say, oh, I should have done it this way or I wish I had done it that way or you know, I should have known, better or differently or whatever the case may be, but instead to frame that as I did my best, I'm showing up as my best, you know, every moment of every day and my best one day is going to be vastly different than my best another day, just based on everything, right? Internal and external circumstances. And so looking at, I did my best and here's what I learned, and here's how I can start to, you know, build that resilience so that I'm prepared for what happens. And you know, looking at how you frame things and how you you choose to react, especially to those things that are on repeat, where you know we can't predict the future, and and that's a slippery slope. You know, to say, well, she always does this, or it's yeah. always like that. Um, but if you're finding that, you know, giving yourself an opportunity to to choose a different path in Mm. response to that.
1: Mm. Yeah. I like that idea of, I think you said it earlier, respond, respond, not react. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really nicely ties into this idea of resilience, doesn't it? And Mm -hmm. being able to catch yourself in the moment, think about, think about what's going on and why and respond appropriately. And Mm -hmm. the other thing that was coming through for me when you were speaking just now was this idea of just giving yourself some grace as well, not being too hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. And through the act of doing that, you can help to naturally build that resilience through being kinder on yourself.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. I think that connection too is really important for resilience. I think, you know, creating those communities whether it is you know something like the step mom magazine community or something like you know a podcast community or you know a local community it can it can be anything right and and the people in that group can be anything but really starting to prioritize relationships so that you have that external support as well right you have those people who can reflect back to you your brilliant light and everything that you have to offer so that, you know, in those moments on those days where you've forgotten that, which that will happen, right? You've got people who can reflect that back and who can be supportive for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's such a good point. The community aspect and finding, especially for stepmoms, finding other people who who get it, who've either worked who in the it. space or they've
0: had that personal experience as well. Right. Because and- it really is unique. It's a it's a very mm. unique experience. And, mm. and uh, while, you know, it is an individual path that you're on, you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep that in mind that there are so many people out there. And I think that, you know, for a while, and this was Decades and decades ago, but it was such a taboo subject. And I, I'm seeing a shift um, away from that where there is, you know, people are more open about it and there are more easily accessible resources for that support and that community. Definitely. So you're not alone. No, no. Now, Meg, where can
1: people go if they would like to get in touch with you or learn more about any of the, the services that you offer in your practice?
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I would love to connect further. Absolutely. Um, the best place is my website, although it's currently under construction. so <laughs> I'll fast track that. Um, but that's my name. It's MegBurtonTudman.com. I'm also on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Mindset Mastery with Meg or on LinkedIn, um, again, with my name, Meg Burton Tudman.
1: Fantastic. And we will definitely link to all of that in the show notes. Great. Thank you. Well, Meg, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. I have learned many tips and tricks that I'm going to uh, be putting into practice, in particular, the breath work. That's something I haven't Thanks. done before. So Good. Gonna, oh, keep me posted. Yeah. Next time I feel that blood pressure rising, I'm going to be yes. thinking about that square in my yes. mind
0: <laughs> so helpful i love it i love it uh well well thank you again really appreciate your time it was such a pleasure thank you
1: thanks for listening to the in the blend podcast the show notes for this episode are available at in the and if you like what you heard be sure to subscribe and please rate and review in your podcasting app you can also follow me on facebook instagram and linkedin